Anton, well, welcome to uh, Grounded Toward Growth. It's great having you. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Yeah. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah. I think you're my fourth or fifth now member uh, who I've interviewed, and um, we appreciate you taking the time and sharing with us uh, a bit about yourself, uh, a bit about the Bazell Group, and then also your experience with Vistage. So if that sounds good, I'd like to jump right in. Okay. Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. Well, Anton is a founding member of my chief executive group, uh, Vistage Group, and he is also the founder and CEO of the Bazell Group. And uh, I'd love for you, uh, Anton, to uh, give us a little bit of background, you know, what what led you to do this work? So a little bit about you and the creation of the Bazell Group. Okay. Thanks, Rick. Um, let me just start by saying that... Um, um, again, it's a pleasure being here. Um, but my story really began in eastern or rural North Carolina uh, when, as a child, you know, I always had a passion of business, but I also knew that there was a need to be a physician uh, based on the individuals that were in my community. Uh, they were looking to have you know, physicians that would look like them, be treating them and all this type of things. But one of the things I also did was, as I was growing up, I was always had a creative mind. Um, growing up, I would tear things up, put them back apart, and put them back together again, uh, which allowed me to really think about that whole creative side. Being a CEO now really started, I think, then, yeah. um, because I used to deliver newspapers to a downtown business section in Newburgh, North Carolina, uh, which allowed me to see those individuals who were the CEOs of companies. So what I had to really do was really, again, marry that passion between the business side of things and also the healthcare side of things. Uh, with that said, uh, that's why I pretty much started the Bazell Group. Um, but as a physician um, as well, my background, I'm a family doc, um, also specialized in addiction medicine. Um, and with that said, I began doing some research um, around head and neck cancers. My research started really as an undergrad, took me through medical school at University of Virginia um, after I completed University of Virginia for undergrad. And then I continued on with that as I uh, did residency, internship and residency at Howard University Medical School and hospital. From there, my research then took me to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism and then later to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, where I became their medical officer and looked over many aspects of prescription opiate uh, misuse and abuse, as well as um, alcohol disorders, as well as many others. I say that to say because what I started seeing was that we had individuals or people that were um, really contractors for the federal government. And then I started seeing, okay, there's a whole nother side to the business side of what we do for the nation. So at that point, I uh, went and left the federal government and started working for a company um, in uh, the Maryland area as their VP for health and clinical services. And from there, um, I remember one year, I brought in about $40 million of new contracts. And with that said, I was like, I could really do this for myself. And so in 2010, I started Bazell Group. Wow. So it's been 13 years. That's incredible. 13 years. <laughs> and, and I know you've, you've uh, grown tremendously. And a lot of what, as, as you know, what our other members say, what is it? Uh, Anton does again. So, um, can you share with the share with us all, you know, a bit about Bazell US, Bazell Global, and your foundation? Yes, 
Um, and thanks again, Rick. Um, I'll just like to say the Bazell family of companies yeah. uh, really is a global strategy consultant technology um, and investment firm. Um, in fact, I like to say that we are multiple entities um, all under the Bazell family of companies entity. Uh, when we look at Bazell, we started out again as the Bazell Group, which about six months ago, we are now doing business as Bazell U.S., and those are our federal contracts. We are Bazell U.S. is a consulting and technology firm that pretty much designs data-driven uh, research and forum solutions uh, that focuses on really workforce innovation, health solutions, global programs, and managed services. Uh, but when we look at that, we also have a company that we call Bazell Global Ventures. This is the coordinated entity for all the Bazell companies. And what it does, it ensures that we have a quality um, control, that we have that quality by establishing common policies, practices, procedures, and standards that we apply across all of our affiliated firms. Um, and then we also have uh, part of our investments as well. We have Bazell Foundation, which we have established with the goal really of creating uh, positive social impact through healthcare, economic development, and youth empowerment worldwide. And through that organization, we recognize that the importance of investing in communities where we, that is our Bazell family of companies, exists. And part of our investment side, we have what we call ABZL International, which is an international firm that builds healthy, sustainable, and connected communities um, in many places around the globe. And so that's what we have as far as the Bazell family of companies. And I'll say all of that really grew out of just in a garage when I started this company in 2010 and really stepped out. If we really think about it, the first federal contracts and really stepping out um, on my own really was around 2012. So we're really talking about the last 11 years yeah. and to see such tremendous growth over those years. And I like to say what we have is really a global mission that we try to build healthy, secure, connected and sustainable communities in our nation and worldwide. And that's what we do. That's awesome. Well, thank you. That's important context. I appreciate it. So you're one of my founding members, and um, I believe you joined in early 2022. Um, um, what was it that attracted you to join Vistage, and what has been some of the more valuable aspects of being a member? Okay, I think really when I think about Vistage, and Vistage has a saying, better leaders, better decisions, and better results. And when uh, you reached out to me, it sort of like piqued my interest. I had gone to Inc. 5000 meetings and I've seen Vistage before, but it was that personal touch of having you as a mentor um, or individual to reach out and a, and a leader to reach out to me personally. Um, and so what drew me in really was just the information about Vistage. It is known to really connect some of the most successful CEOs. Um, of both small and mid-sized businesses, yeah. we come together um, just to share like our expertise. Um, I knew this is to like really challenge others to really think critically. And so, and this is something that, that I've learned as well. And really it has allowed me to arrive at better decision-making. That's really what I saw. And I felt that it was paramount for me as a CEO to align my personal and professional goals with the offerings and the value that Vistage offers. And so that's really what I see is the value um, that I see um, and, of being a member um, and really what attracted me to Vistage. It was that personal touch, but it also allowed me to know that I'm not in this alone, that there are others that are there and others are going through the exact same things that we go through as a CEO. 
Great. No, well said. Thank you. Um, can you give us an example, Anton, of maybe something you've learned from uh, one of our meetings or through one of our speakers or interactions and taken back to your company and implemented and what kind of results? I will say, first of all, my staff members and our managers know when I'm going to Vistage uh, because they're excited when I come back. Um, and sometimes they're on pins and needles because they don't know what direction I'll go into. Uh, but I'll just say I've learned a lot from Vistage over this past year. One of those that I saw was really it helped me. Um, we had a speaker that talked about visual planning uh, for business and personal success. Um, and so during that session, we were able to really organize our business ideas into sort of like a logical flow in order to better manage tasks and strategic goals to really create that optimum um, outcomes. That was a lesson that I really learned. And I remember we put stickies on a board and I still have that board today that I look at because it allowed me to just just um, just a vision board just to see where we're going and, and what we're doing and, and the direction that we're headed. And it yeah. serves as a reminder. Um, and so that was a valuable uh, lesson I learned from Vistage. But I also learned really how to create sustainable value through the right combination of just strategy and execution, uh, such as strategic planning, um, forming advisory boards and managing advisory boards, financial modeling and forecasting, yeah. uh, performance management and reporting, succession planning, but also communication and marketing, which I, you know, from the, my standpoint, we were doing a great job when it came to just marketing our firm. But I also learned the pros and the cons. As a uh, physician entrepreneur with the company named after me, I became cognizant that, okay, sometimes uh, if I make a decision, it's really, it could affect the, uh, the Bazell Group. And because my name is attached to it, uh, there are definitely some pros and cons as well. So there are some lessons that I learned from each one of those. And, and one of the books that I'm actually reading right now is really that I learned through Visage is winning the war for talent. Yeah. Um, as we are struggling globally right now trying to find the right talent, um, I'll just say uh, just a few just last week after our meeting, I was able to come back. In fact, before I left the meeting, I called <laughs> a meeting with my HR and my marketing team because we have to really look at how are we going to win this war for talent? Right. If we're competing for this same group of individuals. Right. And uh, the speaker reminded us that we have 111,000 um, companies within this area, 30 miles away from where we are. It reminded me that there are so many companies out there that's really going after the same pool. And as we know, with the Gen Zs that are replacing the baby boomers, we're going to have a deficit. So it yeah. got me to think about how do I get in the game and how do I now create this by winning the war for talent? Um, and that's and that to have really like that lasting cultural change is one of the things we're looking at. How do we change it internally for that lasting cultural change? So that's really what um, I saw uh, from you know some of the lessons learned from Vistage uh, that I was able to take back to my, my company to just implement. And I would just say one more, um, and that was really goal setting. And so I simplified our goals uh, yep. just with three numbers: yeah, uh, two hundred sixteen and four, two hundred million dollars of revenue in 16 countries in four years. And mind you, we're now um, at just one year beyond that. And we are already in 17 countries. So we've already met our goals in just a year. So it made it simple. And that's something that I learned from Vistage. That's fabulous. Yeah, big, hairy, audacious goals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Anton, we talk a lot in the group about um, business growth, which inevitably leads to organization growth. Uh, including the 
the evolving role of the CEO, and clearly you've seen that over your 11 or 12 years, how your position has changed, <clears throat> which leads to personal growth. So it's the three forms of growth, business growth, organization growth, and personal growth. Can you just share a few things in terms of your personal growth as you've gone from a startup to a hundred million plus organization in 10 or 11 years? <laughs> you know, um, I've seen a lot of personal growth from my time starting the company and I'll just say exponential growth from my time just with Vistage. Uh, one of the things that I've learned, I'm, I've always been a great time manager um, and, and manage time well, but time management has definitely improved. Um, and I think most CEOs that when we talk, wake up around 4.30. Well, I wake up early um, and, um, you know, we have to make sure we're exercising. Um, as far as personal uh, growth, I also see where I see how to now balance my life between work and personal life. Uh, that's one of the things that I also learned as well. Um, and, and I'll just say one of the things that um, uh, you taught me uh, from the first time we met is really I had to learn how to work on the business versus in the business. Yeah. And by working, I was always working in the business, but by working on the business, I'm now able to see how things are flowing, but it allows me to now have that more time to now spend all, also my personal time, but also just in helping the business to grow. And uh, that was like one of the most valuable lessons that I learned uh, just from you uh, being a um, excellent mentor and just from uh, the time with Vistage. Yeah, no. And, and and the temptation, especially when you love what you do, your temptation to get back in the business yes. and, and, and how hard it is to back off and let other people do it and do it their way. And 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 that's OK. It's not and only OK, it's good. But that is that's a hard, hard thing. Yeah, it's a hard. And I'm glad you said it because we do have to go in and out of the business as well. But when you go back in, you know that you need to come back out as well uh, quicker. Yeah. yeah, wonderful. No, that's great. So you mentioned time management. One of the things that when I'm talking to prospective members, one of the things that inevitably they think through, and I encourage them to think through, is that there is a time commitment for Vistage. And what mm -hmm. I'll say is, you know, there's a minimum of one full day a month. Mm -hmm. and 90 minutes with me each month. Um, and then oftentimes people are bringing things back that they want to implement or do. So th there may be other com other time commitments to, to your uh, Vistage membership. But how do you manage your time uh, such that you can be there for a full all-day meeting once a month? I'll say that it really is a balancing act. Um, however, I have a team of leaders um, on the executive team at my company, and they understand my commitment to Vistage. Uh, no matter where I travel, um, I try to, try to make it my business to make sure I attend uh, every session. Um, and for me, it's just like any other meeting that I place on my calendar. Um, you place an emphasis on those me meetings that mean so much to you. And so therefore, again, like I said, it's a balancing act, but it's a, it's a critical step that I think is needed um, and a meeting that we have um, whether it's nine hours uh, or a month or longer, it is best. It's definitely beneficial uh, to have it on my calendar. And again, I see the positive aspects out of that. And again, it allows me again, as I said before, you know, working on the business, but um, not in the business, but on the business, and bringing us together. CEOs allows me to come together with other like-minded folks 
who right. are also going down the same path of working on the business. Yeah. And you're one of the members who really are good at, to the degree possible, but I mean, you're really good at setting that day and your head's in the game, you're in the game, you're there, you're present and, um, and, and not getting distracted by texts and phone, mail, yes, phone yes. calls and so forth through, throughout the day. So I, I certainly appreciate that. It's, it's been good. You know, one of the, one, speaking of our, our meetings, um, so one of the core components of Vistage is the issue processing where, you know, you or another member presents an issue or opportunity. Uh, we keep people out of solutions initially and ask them to ask questions about the issue or opportunity so that we get some depth and breadth about what's going on before we dig in and, and, and look at uh, other ideas or feedback or recommendations. So what's been your experience with the issue processing part of our meetings? Has that worked? Yes. What's been a value there? Yeah, I'll say it's definitely a value because every time we go through, whether it's one or two issue processing um, opportunities each meeting, I learn something new. Even though I may not be the one that's in the seat uh, with the important issue, um, we still have takeaways. Um, but it allows us to come together and to really look, you know, how do I you know, solve this particular problem that's going on or this challenge in uh, the company that we're facing with? Um, and then we have to talk about the importance of that item to us as well. Um, and then um, I like it because our colleagues ask us, what have we done to date? Yes, yes. Um, and that's so important because, again, um, this is a trusted environment, um, a, a sacred environment where, you know, we can say whatever's on our mind. Um, but then the group will say and then we'll come back and say, OK, this is what I heard from you. Um, uh, you know, um, what do I want the group to really help me with? And so uh, we're there to um, offer and um, it's pretty much a shared experience between all. Um, and then uh, we read, we state the statement just to make sure after, you know, some clarifying questions. And then we there's some takeaways. Those takeaways turn into those action promises and uh, what you require of us are due dates. If we say we're going to do something. Yeah. Then you give us, based on the suggestions, those action items. And what I like most of all is I like how every time we have a meeting, it's printed on a mat to remind us that here are the items that we felt were most important, that we needed to have some kind of processing of the issue. So um, it is definitely one of those that I really look forward to. I also like the speed rounds that we also have, too, uh, where we do jump right into uh, some of those, depending on the time that we may have. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Um, so speaking of the group, uh, like you you mentioned the Bazell family of companies, um, I, I talk about our grounded toward growth family. Uh, everyone's a member of a team. You're a member of a chief executive team, and I have two of those, and we also have a trusted advisors group. But we've been working hard to get people to know each other uh, across the teams and uh, and inviting trusted advisors to come in and talk about what it is they, they have to offer uh, uh, occasionally. And then during our annual retreat, we, we all come together. Uh, could you talk a little bit about the, the, your perception of the group, the culture of the group, what relationships are like uh, from your experience? Yeah, I'll say um, what I see, um, and I think I alluded to this before, I think the culture is one that is really based on trust. Um, we can come together no matter where we come from. 
and we can really open share, openly share our challenges. Uh, we can openly share um, uh, any concerns that we may have as CEOs, how our staff are, our executive teams. But it allows us that trust culture allows us to receive constructive uh, feedback from others in really a confidential and supportive environment. Um, and so I see it really as a culture that is really building a network of those trusted peers uh, that we always find um, invaluable for CEOs. Again, we go through some of the same things, some of the life challenges that we also go through. Uh, we've lost a member of our group, yeah. um, you know, that um, um, was ill. Um, and those types of things pulls us together. Uh, I know others have had loss within their families, no matter what valley experiences they're going through or the rough patches that they're going um, through, that we're also there, not just from a business side, but from a personal side, too. Uh, we share in the good times and we support each other through, again, the good as well as the bad times. So those are the types of things. But again, our group really is a community of like minded individuals. Um, and again, we just come there just to offer guidance, support. And those connections that really extend um, beyond our, you know, one on one to ones or our, our group sessions, um, and it extends beyond our formal meetings. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I find it's wonderful to see, and how often I hear the stories of, um, you know, people picking up the phone and just calling another member, um, and feeling comfortable being able to do that. Uh, how often can you pick up the phone and call one of 30 or more uh, CEOs who, of other companies who you really know mm -hmm. and um, and can get their advice and counsel or even, you know, the occasional breakfast or lunch. So it's mm -hmm. a, it's been wonderful to, to see that. You know, Anton, one of the things that we've been purposeful about and the groups have been, uh, in my mind, wonderful, um, we, we are perhaps a little unusual uh, compared to other Vistage groups in that we have a number of startups. Mm -hmm. And so we've got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, uh, three startups, and, and I've been in conversation with a number of people who are really startups. Um, and there's always a concern, you know, are there issues and, and, and things they're wrestling with of interest to the other members? You know, someone at 100 million or 200 million, is it, you know, do they have anything in common? What's, what are you, what's your perception of the uh, of having people who are brand new CEOs and or, you know, doing a startup versus those we've got members in the group have been owners and CEOs for 25 years. Yeah, I think um, this is allows a, I'm going to call it an equal playing field for all. Um, because no matter if you have started up uh, just last year or you've been in business for 10 years, um, we all go through the exact same thing. Yeah. And so, and I see Vistage as being very beneficial for anyone, no matter who they are. Um, so uh, most of our CEOs, I, one of the things I see, they're very, all are very driven. Um, they're open-minded um, and they're all, but they're all coming to seek that supportive atmosphere from a community of peers um, that also helps us to really navigate those complexities of life, of leadership, of business growth, and all those types of things. So when you say a, a startup, I, we're all, I think, in the same place. Yeah. Some may have be farther than others or make more revenue, have uh, bringing more revenue to others. But in the end, uh, we all are very you know, goal-oriented and open to learning and, again, willing to accept feedback no matter what stage of um, business growth we're in. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think about when we have discussions or issue processing, that diversity of industry that's in the room, profit, nonprofit, mm-hmm. um, startup, been around for 25 years. Um, the, the, it, it, it gives a breadth of questioning and perspective that um, is really important. And, and I think folks who have been doing it for a while will hear a question and go, gosh, you know, I, I hadn't even thought to ask that question. Yeah. And it's coming from someone who's new in the space and, and they're just seeing things from a whole different angle. So that's been, been a lot of fun. So really my last question, Anton, um, so as, 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 as you think about advice you may provide uh, prospective CEOs, others who are looking to join Vistage, what advice would you have for them about, uh, about joining? Yeah, I'm, I'll say definitely um, Visage is results driven. I'll say that. Um, and so if you're looking, if there's anyone that is a CEO that feels like they're in this thing by themselves or that they're an island to themselves, um, I say consider Visage because um, you we will come together and we will learn from each other and we'll find out that we're not in this thing alone. So I think really when we look at, um, you know, participating in Vistage, uh, being that results driven organization, it's going to require time and commitment. But I guarantee you the time that you spend and the commitment that you put in is worth it. So I know Vistage, um, you know, willing to invest in um, if there are CEOs that are willing to invest in that necessary time, that energy to attend meetings, to engage with the group and to work on personal and business growth. They are the ones that are most likely to succeed. And this is just definitely something for them to consider. So that would be the advice that I have. So, again, if there are any uh, CEOs there that are goal-oriented, open and willing to learn or accept feedback, or you feel like you're looking for a trusted network and a great executive uh, coach, this is definitely uh, the one uh, for you uh, because you would definitely see that business and that personal development um, just uh, blossom exponentially. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And uh, it's been, as always, a pleasure being with you. Yeah. Thank you again for all of, all that you do, Rick. Yeah. Uh, you have been an amazing uh, leader, uh, yeah. um, a visionary leader. And yeah. I like it because you have that commitment to the entire group. Yeah. And so thank you for you know, building those authentic workspaces and relationships, yeah. because what you have given us is definitely uh, paramount on how we move forward as a business yeah. leaders. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Thank Appreciate you so much. It. Okay. Appreciate it.